If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. You know, and this is a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for all of you. Allison, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing all right. How are how are you? Any any new horrors of the week for you to deal with aside from the ongoing nightmare that is um, living in 2023 America? Oh boy, that's you're covering a lot of ground with that. Um, you know, I, I there is a spider in my bathroom, and I keep oh, I trying to. to I don't want to squish it. I don't. It's too. You know what it is? It's so big. It feels like, and this how is big? pathological. Um, like a like a like nickel. A quarter? A nickel? Not a quarter. I'd be okay. dead. Um, no, it's. I would say a nickel. But it, Nickel's and I, and pretty big for a, for a bathroom yeah. spider. And I presume it's, but then I'm like, I don't know enough about spiders. And I do know. Um, I don't know over, anything about spiders. At Crooked, our, um, the CEO's dog got bit by a, a brown recluse spider and had to be rushed to the vet. Oh, no. I don't think it's a brown recluse because I, I Googled those. I think it's mm-hmm. a wolf spider. But I can't catch it, and I it feels it's almost like because it's so big, it feels like it has a soul. Yeah, there it's is like, like a little like it's a fruit fly. I can kill it. It's yeah, like big enough that I'm like you're a person of some yeah. kind to me. There, there is like a bug size that once you're there, you're like, oh boy, there's a lot happening inside of you. It's yeah. more than just like a being that dies every three days anyway. Like, the, like, like fruit flies right, exactly. only live for a couple of days. So Born you're like, I don't know. Die. You know what I mean? Aren't we all just fruit flies out here, Allison? This is Fucking true. Fucking dime. But yeah, it, so I, it's sort of become a, a companion of mine and then I lost track of it, but I know it's in there. Mm. And um, it has become my foe and my yeah. good friend. Um, but yeah, other than a, that. You don't need an enemy in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm my own enemy in the bathroom there, Allison. I'll tell you that right now. Other than that, I don't know. I'm just working. I I don't. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take off uh, a week of work at the end of um, April. I think this oh, will be coming fun. out then. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do a little staycation. And, oh, and, I love um, that. Yeah, work on the movie we're writing. And, <laughs> um, you know, uh, just really try to put things together, which I'm excited about. What about you? Did anything horrifying happen to you? Anything kind dark of. and macabre? Uh, not uh, kind of just something living in my brain that's terrorizing mm. me. It's that yeah. um, I live in a, a rather big ap- apartment building. For, like it's not a walk up. Like it's seven stories, and we have an elevator and all that. Um, and we get like notices sometimes where it's like, oh, like you know, we have to shut off the water, blah blah blah. But like we got one that was like just a reminder um, to please like respect your neighbors from a sound standpoint. That mm. means no loud music. They gave like they were like between nine p.m. and seven a.m. Like you really shouldn't be making loud noises. That includes stomping around and like dropping weights. And like I I do not stomp around. Um, I if I'm in here, I'm sitting. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't have hand weights in here. But I am a little afraid, and I have no idea who is complaining or who's talking. But like it's you know it's hard when you get the building wide email not, to not be like it's me. You know? I would assume absolutely. In the words of 100%. Taylor Swift, I'm the problem. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm afraid that it's Riz because he like no oh because he jumps on the ground because he like sprints around and like jumps on and off like high surfaces 
at really annoying hours. And I'm wondering if my downstairs neighbor is hearing, you know, it's like, he's little, he's a little cat, but like, it's still like a thud. <laughs> right, and if I you just, were dropping a five pound weight, it would still make a noise. Exactly. And like, he's not as dense as a weight, so it probably wouldn't be quite, it's probably still different. But like, I do, I, I do have this Leave fear. him alone. Leave, I'm just post a big hand, crazy handwritten sign. Leave my cat alone. Yeah, I'm like, it's Riz. He's living his life. Do not bother mm. him. If he has 4 a.m. Zoomies where he has to parkour around the apartment like a maniac, like, I can't really stop that. And why, my God, it's his only pleasure in life. Let him just run around. Right. Um, yeah, I think you got to go on the offense. I think you got to go there with a bunch of crazy sides. I think you got you got to be accusing other people. You got to just, yeah. I mean, like, don't I gotta take it on yourself. You got to control go this narrative. A hundred percent. And I want to see, like, it looks like it could be written in blood. Like, I want signs like, yeah. my cat's allowed to run. My cat's name is Riz. He has a tuxedo. Like, really, like mm-hmm. we said, how you were um, afraid of the birds and the tree outside. Yes. I think you go full New York. You see yeah, that side. They're a, like, I'm not going to mess with be that Be a lady. psycho in the building. Yeah, because I just like, yeah. I hope it's, it's like, I'm sure it's actually somebody playing music and having people over. Like, I'm sure it's not actually my eight pound cat that's like ruining somebody's life. But he, right. it might be. And I just like, don't want that to be true. Because like, I actually have, not even because I like, don't want him to get yelled at, I guess is my fear. But like, I can't stop it. Right, like, there's simply nothing you could do. Like, I'm not going to put him in a cage. I'm not going to, like, you know, he's a cat. He's free-rolling yeah. around. And I do like the idea that the super would come and scream at your cat and tell him to knock it off. Be like, Riz, knock it off. Um, get in line. But I'm like, I'm like, look, I would love if he would not be running around and jumping on and off things in the middle of the night. It would make my life easier. Well, um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I'll update everybody as, I, you know, as this unfolds. If, if it becomes a repeated, if I don't know, if I ever find out that it is me, I will definitely um, own up to that. And Riz and I will take the necessary measures to right this horrible wrong that he might be causing. Do you think it's because we're women that we both immediately would be like, I, it was me, I did the bad thing, I have to repent? Or is yeah. it like just like an American thing? Because I, I know I would do the exact same thing or like, I, it was me. I I probably, I flushed the toilet too hard and the building exploded. Like, yeah, I would right. be, It's just, yeah. I think it's like, I think that there is part of it as being women. I think part of it is being American. I think part of it is just like our personalities of being oh, like, God. basically like uh, rule boo. following people. Um, boo to our personalities. Yeah. So, I don't know. But Riz I, yeah. is, you know, he's resting in a circle right now. So, oh. mm, he's a um, fuzzy. This reminds me of, uh, I, I think we've talked about this on the pod, so I apologize for repeating myself. Though, if you listen to, I listen to Trixie and Katya's podcast, which is so funny. They tell the same stories over and over again, and I never get tired of hearing yeah. them. So I, I'm going to channel that energy. But um, this is years ago. Uh, I one of my I had OCD-like symptoms, which um, I'm not going to like cleared up when I came out. Take that for what it will. Uh, what you will. And I was obsessed with like leaving the stove on because I was doing a lot of cooking. I was living, oh. like, I had a studio I panic so, every time I leave the house because of that. Yeah. And um, there was one day I was going out into Queens. I was not going to be able to, it wasn't like I can get home really quickly. Right. And I was like, fuck, I cooked last night. Did I leave the, uh, like convinced I left the oven yes. on. I get to work and open up my laptop and a building has exploded because of a gas <gasps> explosion. It was the one oh. that was on 2nd Avenue yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And, and that was like, yeah, like the landlord was like basically stealing gas and then like reconnected it in a way yeah. that was like, it was a horrible situation. Two bad. people died. In that moment, Allison, I knew it was my building, and I knew it was my like. I was like, "Well, yeah. well, I did. It was me. Right. I have to go to prison forever." And then it wasn't. But the moment of conviction still stays with me. Of like, yeah, this was my fault, and I did this. I think it's a very human reaction. 
Boy, are we dumb. Yeah. Um, we have another live show coming up. Our online live show is coming up uh, Sunday, April 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and we are ruining The Pope's Exorcist. Directed by Julius Avery, starring Russell Crowe as Father Gabriel Amorth. Great, uh, Pope, Ooh, great uh, Pope's name. Exorcist name. And I think like the um, like the the title implies he is an exorcist mm-hmm. of the Pope and perhaps for the Pope. The Pope. Ooh, Ooh. Fingers crossed. You know, I, I gotta imagine the Pope becomes possessed in this. Yeah, deep if not, in Pope. what the fuck are we doing? Seriously. And we are in a real Pope moment, a real nun moment. I sure. feel like uh the Pope's Balenciaga AI code, which yeah. again. Cunt. Cunt. Um, get tickets at moment.co slash ruined for April 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's such a backwards, terrible way of saying that um, for somebody who's on the East Coast. Um, and we'll have all the fun, all the fun of our regular online live shows. So get tickets for that. Allison, thank you for keeping us on track. That was excellent. That was truly no, exceptional. Also, never. <laughs> no, I know. That's why I'm, I'm, my jaw fucking dropped. That was incredible. Wild, just to do administrative work. But we did it, and I couldn't be happier. It. And we couldn't be happier to have you join us for our live shows, which are always a lot of fun. They're a blast. Um, oh, God. And, oh, the Pope's— I, 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 As a Catholic, when I see mm-hmm. the word Pope or the word exorcist, you know I'm signing up for it. I just think that Catholicism is so right for horror. Like, it is. Judaism God, isn't quite— dark. It's like, yeah, there's, like, dibbicks. So like, there, there's, like, stuff. But, like, Catholicism is just, like, it's perfect for it. Yeah, it's funny. Someone was tweeting something, which is also, I think, part of this. It's like— when someone you find out someone was raised Catholic, what they're really telling you is, I definitely have a kink, and it's one of the weird ones. <laughs> and there is something about Catholicism because it is so dark and so morbid, and it's so early. You you're you're entered into a situation of sin and repentance. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's good for the human brain. Certainly wasn't nope. mine. That's why I thought the oven blew up. I was like, yeah. well, it's on me. God, yep. God punished my me fault, for and I using must- my oven. <laughs> And yeah, now people are dead. That's on me. I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a monster. I yes. am a creature, and um, I have to go uh, tell a priest about it. Yes. Um. So come and uh, again, you can tell a priest about it together. Um. At on our live show, um. But the movie we are doing this week is The Hunt, um, mm-hmm. which of course stars Betty Gilpin. It was written by Nick Coos and Dime, Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Craig Zobel. And if you recall, this had a whole sort of like um, kerfuffle. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy. And even before we get into it, I would like to plug Betty Gilpin's book. Um, oh, it's a okay. book of essays called All the Women in My Head. She is not only oh. an incredible actress, she is an absolutely brilliant writer. I read Ooh, it in okay. one day. She's so, so funny. It's so, like, I think for women, but also, like, anybody kind of just living in the world, like, she just has such great insights about, like, what it's like to be alive and what it's like to be depressed and what it's like to have a body. And she's just really great. And, like, I could not say more good things about that book. So Ooh, okay, good. Get it on bookshop.org. Yeah, thank you for hyping. I don't think I ever heard about that. Oh, it's so good. Um, Wonderful. Okay. But yeah, um, this movie, I remember the contract because it was supposed to come out earlier and then like, I believe the right kind of tried to shut it down. And I know there yes. were production things and then it ended up coming out like, and she writes about the release of this movie in her book um, and how like challenging it was and how she feels about it. Yeah, so if you remember, this was during uh, Trump's um, uh, reign of terror. Uh, basically the issue, this is like, um, this is uh, August... 2019 is sort of when this first mm. started to become an issue. 
And then it, it lasted for months. Like, so in the movie, they make a reference to deplorables. And that, yes. of course, was a reference to Hillary Clinton using the term basket of deplorables to describe Trump supporters. I have no problem saying now, absolutely, that's what ended up being happening. I mean, yes. like, if you're, if you're going to look me in the fucking face and say that wasn't fucking deplorable what all these motherfuckers believe, you're wrong. Yeah, wrong. Um, but it is interesting, yeah, basically, like, right-wing, um, you know, outlets caught up and they're like, oh, my God. So the premise of it is, fundamentally, like, there are these deplorables, quote-unquote, you know, People from rural, um, uh, especially people from rural America who have written something negative about um, an America's elite in this movie, um, who is sort of uh, embodied by Hillary Swank, mm-hmm. and 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 sort of. But of course, the joke of it is, is that um, all of these elite, while they might claim to be liberal and have these right-minded ideas, are also because of their wealth, complete monsters. So the deplorables are, of course, the victors. And, of course, it turns out they are also more complicated. So what the introduction to the idea, much like every fucking horror movie is, yeah, you get the log line or you see yeah. one word. That's right. not what a fucking movie is. Right. It's so much. It's gonna, It's it's 90 minutes. You read one sentence. Like, there's going to be more going on than just what you said. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and we all know that now, but yeah, Universal, like, essentially canceled it for a while, and, like, they just didn't want to deal with it, and, you know, they did end up releasing it, um, and I believe it was, yeah, it was supposed to, it came out in March of 2020, so then it was, yes. like, it got delayed, and then when it did come out, it was, like, it, it was, was, like, the pandemic. nothing. Exactly, so there was, it is just funny, because I found this article, it was, like, Jason Blum, like, basically is like, oh, the pre- the controversy tanked the movie. It's like, well, sure, it delayed the movie, but what tanked the movie is COVID, the pandemic, the pandemic yeah. which tanks so many fucking movies. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think uh, much like uh, everything on right-wing media, you, cut, you do have to consume or interact with content to understand what the fuck we're talking about. Obviously, yeah. it's not about just hunting Trump supporters, right. you know, across America. It is also about that. Yeah. But, you know, in a way where they are characters and they are embodied and they have to, you know, sort of rise above in their own way. So, and Betty Gilpin is our main character. She's fucking so good in this. She's I want so to see good. her in, because I saw her, I didn't conclude, but I watched a little bit of... Um, Glow. Glow. Yeah. I just was not in the mood for it. I sure. like wrestling, but it just wasn't my vibe. And I don't really watch dramas. Like, I watch mm. horror and I watch comedy. Comedies. I, I watched don't. Glow and was a big fan. Plenty of missteps mm. and obviously criticisms, but like she is undeniably a powerhouse actress. In a it. fucking star. And this movie, because it is a horror movie, but it is a, an action horror, mm-hmm. made me want to see Be- Betty Gilpin in her Taken. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. see her fucking kicking ass, yeah. you know? And she does a lot of TV as she's doing Mrs. Davis, but I guess she doesn't do a lot, a ton of. Oh, she's in tomorrow, the Tomorrow War, which I haven't seen. I, I guess I could watch that mm. and see her kicking ass. Is it worth it? Yeah, I'll mm. watch the Tomorrow War and just to see Betty Gilpin. Sure. And I absolutely will watch um, Mrs. Davis now that I yeah. know that it's about nuns. Um, but yeah, so the controversy again. Looking back, <laughs> simpler times. You yes. know what I mean? It feels like ah, to be like before the pandemic, be concerned about that kind of shit. Like yeah. Ridiculous. But let us begin. We always uh, like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what did you think of the trailer of The Hunt? I mean, fun. It's, like, so Mm. nice to see, like, comedy people in. And I know that this is, like, satirical. And I feel like I've seen a lot of, like, clips of this movie just because it was so controversial. Yeah. Um, There was so much, like, released kind of, like, to address. Like, I felt, I feel like 
it's very familiar. Um, yes. But like Glenn Howerton and um, I forget the name of the actor who's in Veep, who um, plays like Selena's boyfriend for a while. Like there's just so many like good people yeah. in this. We've got, yeah, we've got um, Ike Barinholtz. We've got Emma Roberts. Ike Barinholtz. Um, Sturgill Simpson, mm-hmm. um, Ethan Soupley, I think is how you pronounce it. He's mm-hmm. been in everything. Uh, Wayne Duvall. Yeah, a really fun mix of character a- actors and Amy yeah. Madigan. Um, of, yeah, a-, a cast of thousands and yes. people that you're, whether you're, whatever your feelings about this movie, you're glad they're getting work. That's what yeah. I thought. I'm like, I'm yeah. glad. People are, I'm like, give them a job. This. Exactly. Um, and then Allison, um, how we also take a baseline scary. How scary do you find the concept of hunting humans for sport? I mean, I don't like it. I don't hate it. You don't I, hate it. I, I I would be if someone were like, I would hunt you for sport, and if you uh, escape, I would. There would be you... a lot of sport to hunting me. Yeah, I guess I'm really <laughs> giving myself a lot like... of credit. You block off the whole afternoon. It probably takes four minutes. Like it's just not. I'm not. I'm not running. <laughs> yeah. If I get. If I got like a um, a little bit of lead time, I would just hide under like a bush. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. I'd I be would a not want to hunt a, a human. No. But to be hunted, if there was some sort of cash prize, mm. would I do it? I probably. I mean, would. it's giving the little Hunger Games. Yes. Um, and which I believe, is, what is a different. You know, has a whole different take. But um, yeah, it's scary. Um, yeah, it's like, I would say Hunger Games is not pro, um, uh, hunting yeah. people for sport. Um, oh yeah, it reminds me of The Running Man, mm-hmm. um, the Stephen King, uh, book, or I guess it's Richard Bachman. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's sort of where we're starting. It's an oft visited idea, like a, a, something mm-hmm. that is terrifying. And I think for me, or, you know, I mean, there's so many different, um, p- films and, and TV shows about this. It does pose a challenge to um, making it scary, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you really have to step it up in order for it to be anything. Whether this film does or not, well, we'll get to it at the end. Um, in the meantime, would you like to guess the twist for 2020's The Hunt, Allison? Guess the twist. I mean, from her book, I know that, like, she seems like a smaller character and then ends up being kind of like the hero of this movie. So I'm going to guess like that the like the the people who they gathered who are, you know, I would assume like stand-ins for Trump supporters and are, are good people and the elite liberals are bad people. Yes, you are correct to think that. I do feel that like might not be they like the sort big of twist. they sort of bobble a lot of that or it's sort of like if you had just done another pass on the script, maybe we could have clarified some of that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. You know what I mean? I yeah. certainly don't, I don't demand that much of any film, t- to be fair. Um, so let's begin ruining the hunt. We see Hillary Swank. She's our, you know, our executive, our CEO. Her name is Athena. And she's texting her group chat of all coastal elites. Mm. And they talk about like, oh, do you see what the rat fucker in chief, Tr- Donald Trump, uh, you know? Um, what he was doing today, they're like, oh my God, day ruined, hate it. You know, and everyone's like texting, whatever. Yeah. And finally, Athena says, at least the hunt is coming up. Nothing better than going out to the manor and slaughtering a dozen deplorables. And we see another character. We see like a list of names, one of them, Miranda. Miranda says, we talked about not discussing the hunt on text. And everyone's like, viva la hunt, you know, replying, whatever. 
cut to a, a, an amount of months later, we see Richard, um, played by Glenn Howerton, wake up on a plane to immediately, like waking up to immediately be rude to a flight attendant. I like mean, there's not a moment perfect. where he, he is not awake and not being rude to a flight attendant. He's so perfect great. for that. He's so funny. Um, and she offers him caviar, but he's like, you know, I just had fish. I had that last, actually, caviar last night. Do you have, like, a Mediterranean plate with some grilled vegetables? Or, like, maybe a small fish? And she says, well, yeah, no, we're in an airplane, so we don't have a full kitchen. Um, just whatever's here. So, yeah, um, absolutely not. And uh, he said, she said, I can get you a glass of champagne. And he's like, oh, my God, is that champagne the 1907 Heidsick? And she says, oh, I don't think so. He's like, a German sub sank a ship on the way to Tsar Nicholas II. A couple years back, they found the wreck and a case of the 1907 Heidsick. Athena bought three bottles at 250K per. And no one even knows what the stuff tastes like. And again, the flight is like, no, it's just regular champagne. I'm not Whatever's- giving you whatever the fuck you're talking about. <gasps> what do you- no, that's no, not this. No, it's not that. However, she starts to pour him, and in the classic movie moment, overpours. He's like, you're overpouring. But then he looks up, and she's staring at the back of the plane. Everyone turns, and we see everyone who's seated there is one of the coastal elites from the text chain. Mm-hmm. And we see a bearded man in a flannel shirt. Again, one of our our, our real Americans, yeah. our regular fucking Americans, staggering, still half-drugged, out of like a closet in the back of the plane, shouting, like, confused, and they all jump up. And so we've got Ted, Liberty, Martin, the flight attendant, and Richard. And they go, uh, Ted, who is a doctor, goes over to the man, who, and he's like, uh, what's your name? And then the guy says, I'm Randy. Doesn't even know where he is. Doesn't. He's like, why am I here? Ted said, don't worry, we're on an airplane. I think you're having some sort of episode. He gets a towel and lays it down. It's like, I'm going to have you lie down the aisle. And he, he says, the flight attendant, can you hand me a pen? And he tells Randy, um, I'm going to put you back to sleep now because you got up a little too early. And he takes the pen, and I thought was going to ram it in his eye. Yeah. Allison, he stabs it in Randy's throat, which doesn't immediately kill him, but then it just starts, like, he's starts setting Burning a geyser blood. of blood. Yeah, obviously. Across. You're a doctor. Like, you should know I, that that's what's going to happen. I was like, I've never killed someone. I absolutely know you stab it in the eye. When you stab it in his throat? Also, the force you need to get through the, the neck. The th- yeah, the eye is Come on. Easier. Come on, Ted. It's like the first time Use you your killed brain. somebody or something. Work smarter, not harder. So, obviously, Randy doesn't immediately die. He's able to, he grabs, the, the flight attendant has dropped the champagne bottle. He grabs it, bashes Ted in the face with it, shattering it, and then has is enraged, drugged, bleeding, and has a broken champagne bottle. So he's, like, going after everyone. He turns around, and Athena has arrived from another compartment in the plane and jams her stiletto heel into Randy's eye, incapacitating him. And everyone's kind of shocked and and covered in blood. But we see Ted drag Randy to the back and throw him back in the closet and says, fucking redneck. And before he dies, we see Randy whispering, help me but the other woman in the closet with him is already knocked out, right? That woman who is, most of the characters, as they won't be around for that long, are just giving Mm -hmm. monikers. So the woman who wakes up next to him, her name is Yoga Pants. Mm -hmm. It's played by Emma Roberts. She wakes up in a field, and she has sort of a, um, like a gag padlocked to her head, which, yeah, you saw in the trailer. Um, That, to me, that is such a potent horror moment. That I was kind of yeah. thrilled. I was like, ooh, to wake up in a field with a gag padlock to your head. Fucking That's terrifying. Pretty scary. And you're also just dressed for yoga. You know, like you right. really were not planning to be out here. 
And she looks over and she sees across the stream another woman, Betty Gilpin, uh, whose name is Crystal, also trying to get her gag off. She sort of shouts to Crystal, but Crystal walks off on her own. Just in yoga pants, sees another guy on the top of a hill and she kind of runs up and she sees in a clearing all these different captives, all with gags, walking out of different areas of the forest towards the middle of the clearing, which has a gigantic box, Mm. like a box big enough to put a car in. Okay. With a crowbar leaned up against it. A big mystery box. Servant sort of walks over to it. One of the captives go to pry it open, but there's this other guy who later we find out his name is Don, says, it's, a tra- it's probably a trap. And he's trying to talk with his gag in, and he's shouting, it's a trap, it's a trap. Finally, everyone sort of like decides, we're either going to stand here or we're going to run. And everyone else runs into the underbrush just in case it explodes. Mm, and the one captive pries it open, and something walks out. Allison, what is inside the box that walks out? Is it a pig? It's a little pig in a dress. It's a piggy. It's in the trailer. Dang it. Okay. I was I didn't I didn't watch the trailer, so I was like, oh. Little piggy. Little pigs are so cute. <laughs> and the pig has an outfit, and they never really address why the pig has an outfit, except What's that it, it is it is an allusion to um uh, Animal Farm. Yes. But it's sort of like, again, what what is the illusion? Like, what are we? It's sort of like, hey, you know, you know, right, we you're get referencing it. it, but why? To what end? Um, and the pig scampers way into the woods, and the captive oh. reaches inside and pulls out this gigantic rolling rack covered in weapons. So mostly guns, but also machetes. And all the captives run over because everyone instinctively knows, uh-oh, we're all going to need a weapon for what's about to happen. Yes. If the right. weapons are there, like, yeah, you best grab one. And Yoga Pants runs over. She's kind of the last one, but she sees a little envelope uh, taped to the back of the door or like the, or the side they wrenched off. And inside it is the keys to the gags. So everyone passes them around and helps each other take their gags off. Um, and, of course, everyone runs over. And she refuses to take a gun at first, but there's another captive. His name is Don. Says, you just fucking take it. If you could go, like, if you could, if you have yeah. a trigger finger, you could use a gun. You, you don't yeah. have to know. And another cap, captive who's referred to as Trucker teaches her to take the safety off. So at least they're all working together trying to yeah. figure out, like, okay, fuck this. And just, like, it's like, oh, we're all safe. Like, no suspicions that anybody among them is, like, who got them there. Right. And, um, unfortunately, they're going to be dealing with another problem in mere seconds, Allison, mm. which is in the distance they hear a shot and a bullet hits the box. And Yoga Pants sort of gasps, like, oh, my God, that almost hit me. Allison, the next bullet rips through her fucking skull. Whoa. And her head explodes open like a balloon full of blood and sprays the trucker's face while he's standing there looking at her. Fortunately, he's able to duck down. <sighs> And again, everyone has to decide, are we going to try to hide behind the box while somebody's a sniper is shooting at us? Or are we going to make a run for it? Unfortunately, some, at least two of them make a run for it. They're gunned down. Yeah. We see a woman with a shirt that says dead sexy run and sort of fall into a ditch. And the trucker's like, fuck. And he runs over to try to help her. She's actually fallen into a pit full of spikes. And in a way that Ugh. in reality you would just die, there's a spike basically through her torso. You wouldn't be able to get out after Like, I thought he was going to pull her up and her organs were falling out. Yeah. But he pulls her up. He's able to get her out. They take two steps, Alice, and they step on a landmine. <laughs> it explodes. And Ike Barinholtz, who is referred to as Staten Island, as someone from Staten Island, runs over to see if either of them are alive and then sees dead sexy's torso. Like her legs have been blown off. And she says, shoot me in the head. And he says, I just yeah. met you. I can't do that. 
and she grabs his gun out of his hand and says, don't be a snowflake, and shoots herself in the head, right? We're off to, we're off to the races here, Alan, Alison. So um, Staten Island runs to this fence along with three other captives, beyond which there is just a, what looks like a regular country road. And he says to them, this is fucking Manorgate. They're hunting us for sport. And they say, Manorgate, is that real? We're already getting the idea, like, this is a conspiracy online. This is an online, you know, uh, this is something that has been circulating in the months uh, under, you know, Trump's uh, presidency. And they say, oh, my God, it's it's like, is that real? It's like, it seems pretty fucking real. You're all literally getting hunted right now. Like, who cares who's doing it? You are getting hunted. Exactly. Right, yeah, the the, the where's and and where are you doesn't really matter. No. So they go to climb the fence only for one of the captives to get shot by an arrow. And he says, fuck this. So while the other three escape over the fence, he turns and he starts shooting down his assailant. It's all forest. You can't see where this is coming from. Right. Finally, he's shot with two arrows, and he collapses, and then we see a grenade roll up to his head. And we start to hear some some of the elite's voices, like Liberty and Martin, are chatting off camera. They're like, did you even pull the pin? She's oh, the pin. We see an, a second grenade roll up to his face, and it winces he, while it explodes. So we have our three captives who escaped this initial onslaught. Okay. Ike Bernholtz of Staten Island. A uh, woman named Big Red and Vanilla Nice. A vanilla Ice wannabe, I suppose. Vanilla and, Nice. I wish more they, people had Nice in their name. I like, know. Especially as a nickname. Nice Cube. Um, that's cute. Nice tea. Um, so they run into a little mom, mom and pop gas station with their guns. And there is a literal mom and pop standing there, horrified behind the counter. And Santa Allen screams at them, where the fuck are we? And he's like, you're, you're outside Elaine. He's like, Elaine where? And they tell him, you're outside Elaine, Arkansas. Oh, God. And he says, I need a phone. I need, we need to call 911 to report a murder spree. It's Manorgate. And they say, what's Manorgate? He says, just Google it. And he calls the 911 and tells the operator, we, you know, basically we find out like every, all three of them are from a different state. And all of them have experience. They went out for drinks. They were out. And all of them were drugged and kidnapped and brought here. Mm. So they were targeted specifically, brought from, you know, Big Red's from Wyoming. He's from Staten Island. And he's screaming at the 911 operator, just please help us. And he said, and they said, what's the address there? And I'm like, just ask the mom and pop what the address is. Yeah. But Staten Island says, can't you just trace us? And the operator says, oh, that's a great idea. And that's at first, like you see Stan Allen's mm. face, who's like, well, that's not oh, what you, no. that's not what a normal 911, 911. Those 911. Quick, operators. call 911. There's been an emergency. Um, that's how I remember it. It's hard yeah. to remember 911. Yeah. And of course, the pop behind the counter says, can you please stop waving your gun around? And Stan Allen says, it's fine. I own seven guns. You are not in any danger. And Ma says, could I ask you why? Why you have seven guns? He's like, well, because it's my constitutional right. Also, obviously, I needed to know how to shoot a gun. I were in this situation. Yeah. I mean, not wrong. <laughs> and Ma says, well, yeah, but if you think about it, isn't aren't the people hunting you also exercising their constitutional right? And he goes, excuse me. Just then, he turns and we see Big Red has opened up a, a package of powdered donuts, which looks so fucking good. I haven't. When's the last time you had a powdered donut? I can't think of it. It's been years and years and years and years. Say, and years. I definitely had donuts. I don't think I've had a powdered donut. A powdered donut in Damn. a long time. High school with coffee. Fuck. 
I yeah. Right. Uh, say we will about Catholicism after mass. You would have uh, donuts and coffee, and that really, it is the thing. I, it kind of made it all worth it. You know the Catholicism I mean? and Judaism have in common. Donuts <laughs> feature pretty large in our uh, cultural history. Yeah, and all the shame and the guilt and all that. That too, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, he turns and we see Big Red's choking on a powdered donut. It is poisoned, Allison. <gasps> okay. It turns now I don't out want one. this gas station is all a part of it as well. This is a fictional gas station that is set up for people who, when they escape the initial onslaught, they will immediately be delivered to the gas station. Yes. I love a plan. I love when it's this thought out. Or it's like, <laughs> I agree. It's there's a fun. gas station. The donuts in the gas station are poisoned. Like, it's perfect. And when Staten Island turns around, he sees that Ma and Mom and Pop are wearing gas masks, and they hurl a container canister of poison gas. Oh. And villainize, uh, it, it, there's just total melee um, at, at this point. And at a certain point, Pop is standing over Vanilla Nice on the ground, and Vanilla Nice tells him, you're going to hell. And Pop snars at Vanilla Nice, I don't believe in hell. I'm just like you tweet about me. I'm a godless coastal elite. And just for the record, climate change is real. Vanilla Nice, killed by gas. They dispatch Staten Island with a shotgun, and then they start cleaning up. And in, while they're cleaning up, Ma, they drag the bodies in the back, and Ma notices that Staten Island has a wedding ring. So it's like, oh, he was married. But look, Pop reassures her, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he used the N-word, and not even privately, probably on Twitter. His ancestors probably enslaved black people. And then they have an argument like, well, we don't call them black people. We call them African-American. Actually, we do call them black people. This is what, what, is, like, this is what these um, characters are having, this level of conversation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there is a lot to be said of, like, well-meaning liberals who do wield power and do unscrupulous things, yes. obviously. Yes. But this kind of, like, NPR, like, semantic argument, I'll be honest, it gets a little old yeah. a little fast, yeah. if you ask me. I agree. But, you know, they're, they're, they do have some funny moments. And he's like, well, I, you know, they said on NPR that you call them black people. It's like, well, who works at NPR? He goes, mostly white people. God damn it, you know. The idea of, like, trying to be woke in this, like, yes. very specific way. Getting caught up in, 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 you know, tiny word. Not that language. it is tiny to how you refer um, to yourself or to other people. But, like, not the, you know, focusing on the words and not um, the greater systemic problems. Yeah. So, and that's, of course, the joke of it is, like, to, to care about these kind of things while you're literally Murdering poisoning people. people. Exactly. Um, right then, they get a call on their walkie-talkie from Athena, uh, letting them know that Crystal is almost there and is unarmed. And we see Crystal, who is Betty Gilpin, come in. She was the woman that Yoga Pants saw across the creek, who didn't, who, she didn't come to the, she knew when she saw the box, don't go near the box. Mm. So she's been off on her own, and that is why she is probably still alive, you know? Yeah. She comes in, and unlike the other ones who, who arrived in a panic, she doesn't beg for help. She says, I would like to get a pack of smokes. And she pays, she doesn't have a wallet, but she has pays, she has a $20 in her sock. She's like, I always keep it in my sock. And finally she says, where am I? They say, you're in Arkansas. It's pretty crazy. You, you don't know where you are. Ma goes to hand Crystal her change for the pack of cigarettes. And we see Pop, like in that moment, um, we see Crystal consider the amount of money that's being handed to her. And Pop puts his hand on the shotgun underneath the counter. Only for Crystal to just reach over and fucking slam Ma's head on the counter, snatch the She's shotgun so out of Pop's hand, and fucking blows him away, and then turns to Ma, who's on the ground screaming, and Crystal screams. And this is like, I'm sorry, like it is for Betty Gilpin. This movie is 
is what it is. Betty Gilpin yeah. is a fucking star. She's a star. She's, she screams, cigarettes are only $6 in Arkansas. You fucked up, bitch. And then just fucking shoots Bob <laughs> by the face. And I'm like. I love that. Yeah. So those moments, I think I'm like, that's why you're watching this movie. Yeah, that's fun. She then pops open the soft pack. There's no, not even a cigarette in there. And that's kind of a running theme of like her constantly trying to get a cigarette from <laughs> somebody. Um, she, she sort of stakes out the gas station. She finds the other captives' dead bodies in mm-hmm. the back. She takes a shotgun and the couple's walkie-talkie. So now she can listen in on what the elites are saying about them. Huge. She goes to approach a uh, a couple's truck, which has an Arkansas license plate, but then she pulls it off and there is what is clearly a license plate from a European country. So it's not Mm. immediately obvious, but it is not an American um, license plate. They're not in America. Okay, yeah. She goes to open the driver's door. This does seem like the kind of thing we would make legal, though. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's purge adjacent, and yeah. I, I absolutely think the logic of why they're doing this. It's like, yeah, this I could see somebody being like, but I, but I'm rich. I'm allowed to do this. Yes. yes. Look, look at my, but I have power. Let me hunt people. You know. Um, she's about to open the driver's side door when, again, she's incredibly perceptive. Sees a a extremely thin hair sized wire connecting the front door, the driver's side door to an explosive device. Mm. So again, narrowly avoiding catastrophe at every um, chance. Athena calls the walkie-talkie, and Crystal hides in the underbrush as the, the, the leads have a conversation on the walkie-talkies. They're like, oh, is, you know, Crystal was walking towards the gas station. Does anyone have eyes on her? Did she actually go in? I, you know, we're, we're trying to get Mon Pa to reply, but they haven't done it. And Crystal watches a drone hovering over the gas station. So basically trying to get footage just yes. then. The drone explodes, and another captive, Gary, has shot it out of the air. Crystal, on the um, recording, finds out the elites have nicknamed her Snowball. She pops up, and she's like, hey, Gary, don't open the fucking door of that car. And he says, how do I know that you're not one of them? It's like, because I just told you not to open the door of the car. So you want to find out? Open it, bitch. Test it. See what happens. When you're blown into a million fucking pieces— um, she also yells at him for shooting the drone because now they know exactly where they are. So they have to head out very together. smart. And we find they find train tracks, and she, again, is a very resourceful person, says, we're going to follow these train tracks to civilization. So we just got to fucking start walking, you know? Yeah. He's then the one who tells her about Mannergate. So basically, it's this online conspiracy theory that there is a manor in Vermont um, that is a site where... Uh, elites go to hunt human beings for sport. And he's like, I didn't believe it was true, but now I'm sorry. He's like, do you believe it? And she goes, I would, but we we in fucking Vermont, dude. Like, if anything, I'm like, there's definitely something going on. I don't know if it's that specific or what it is. Just then a train comes by and they sprint to grab onto it. And I I wrote in my notes here, do you think you'd be able to leap onto a moving train, Allison? No. Please be realistic. Okay, good. Yeah, me either. Of course not. If it was going five miles an hour, it would be a struggle for me to catch up with it. I think I would grab on and then I'd immediately fall just under be the wheels and be, and I think I'd just be, yeah, split in half. Severed in half. Absolutely. There's no conceivable way. So Crystal gets on, but Gary's dragging it, dragging it on the ground. And then luckily she's able to haul him up. Just then, they turn and realize that they are not alone in this train car. Mm. They find a group of Arabic speaking refugees or immigrants that have, that are taking refuge into whatever country they're in. Gary starts screaming. These are crisis actors. This is all part of it because he is reasonably enough paranoid. But of course we're also mimicking, you know, like 
People who don't believe in Sandy Hook, yes, the QAnon of it all, the idea of like crisis actors. Yeah. And Crystal's like, I don't know, they have a baby with them. We see a young woman with a baby. It's like, okay, so they have a crisis baby. Like, you cannot, and he's like, all babies are at crisis them. babies. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> um, is that baby sag? And he's screaming, you know, they can't manipulate me into rethinking my concept of immigration. Like, how, like, fuck you guys. Just yeah. then, the train stops and it's a military stop. So the soldiers are pulling everyone out ostensibly to take these refugees and make sure they don't go into whatever country they're entering, you know? And soldiers force everyone off the train. They do not speak English. Mm. And uh, Crystal tells Gary, we have to leave our guns here or we are going to go to whatever jail of whatever country this is. So leave your fucking gun. He's like, we can't do that. I can't do it. It's like, we're going to be arrested. Like, I am not being put in, like. Whatever country prison. Yeah, like surviving only to be put into an international prison is not That's not the answer. But so they leave him behind and the soldiers are being really rough with the refugees. And Gary tries to pull like, can I speak to your manager? None of these people speak English. They're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I, you know, I have a podcast where I uncover this exact kind of conspiracy. Like, oh my God, they're targeting me. These aren't even real immigrants. This is Mannergate. And, you know, but of course the soldiers are like, okay, so there's two crazy Americans like on this train and they sort of walk away to discuss them. And one of the refugees turns and says to them in an American accent, I don't think they believe you, Gary. Allison, I'm going to ask you right now, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, God. I mean, I guess just turning around, like running. See how I mean, far I running could get. Into with, the underbrush. I would just like keep my gun and run. Yeah, I feel like, I guess you could be gunned down. I guess you probably would be gunned down by the soldiers. It just seems like, no matter, like, continuing on this trajectory, it's clearly part of whatever's happening. Yeah. So, may as well, like, try and make a run for it. Because either way, it's kind of, like, lights out. Yeah, unless you are Crystal, who is someone who has the four, yeah, fucking badass, has the fortitude, the skills, which we do not Intelligence, yeah. So it's almost like this is a moot question because we would have been dead 10 times over before I hit with the ground. Yeah, me and yoga pants would have been in the same boat. Oh, yeah. I would be half of my body. I would still be alive. I'd be lying at the bottom of uh, the fucking pit. Yeah. Gary, of course, flips out and starts screaming. But the crisis actor, we find out his name is Mike. He's like, look, I'm fake, but the rest of these refugees are real. And the soldiers are real, too. The train wasn't supposed to stop. So, um, look, I'm going to give you guys a head start before I let them know that you're here. Just an exchange, like, as a courtesy to you. Is that okay, buddy? And Gary screams, I'm not your buddy. And he grabs a grenade. There's so many grenades in this movie. He grabs a grenade off of Mike's bag and crams, or pulls the pin and crams it on Mike's pants. Everyone else sees this and runs screaming. And Crystal grabs the refugee woman with the baby and sort of, like, throws herself on top of her. And and Mike explodes. So a bloody explosion sending them everywhere. Needless to say, she is put on a military truck. So in the melee, we don't know what exactly happened to Gary. Yeah. She's taken to a refugee camp, which is, it is sad. They have built a full refugee camp and it does, it's like, again, you kind of wish like, well, if we're going to go there, we should actually do a movie about this. But, you know, we're just there for a minute and we're going to follow this white woman, obviously. And she's taken in front of these officials. She finds out for sure that they are in Croatia. Mm. And she tries to deduce it. She's she's like, Serbia. And finally, she gets to Croatia. 
They say, we need your papers. She says, I was abducted from America. I do not have my papers. I didn't bring my license. (laughs) Please take me to the American embassy. And they say, ah, you know, and she also, they're smoking cigarettes. She's like, please let me have a cigarette. And they're like, ah, no, no. But I guess they're like, we basically, we have to uh, uh, believe you because we have another American captive who also claims that he's being hunted. Mm. Don, who is the guy who basically told Ugo Pants, you have to take a gun. Who's like an older, bearded, you know, American guy. And they bring out Don. He's like, ha ha, well, 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 I was telling the truth, motherfuckers. Like, see, backing me up. And she's like, yeah, I know. I saw Don. I was hunted like him. Yes. So just then, an American named Oliver rolls up in a car to take them to the American embassy. So the creation officials are like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like, we yeah. don't, we're not dealing with I'm not whatever dealing the hell with you're this. talking about this. Get out of here. Get out of here. So he's in the car and Oliver's like, oh my God, this is insane. Once we get to the embassy, you can call your families. I'm so sorry this happened to you. But then Allison, he sort of tips his hand. He says, I mean, like, why do they think they t- they targeted you specifically? Like, there has to be, like, some reason it's you mm. guys. And, of course, Crystal's a fucking dummy. Yeah, so, she knows. Yeah, he's, again, like, show, he's revealing, pulling away the veil. As he talks, Crystal, like, grabs um, the barb of the door and pulls her legs up to her chest while he's prattling on, turns, and then kicks him so hard he flies out of the car. <laughs> she, like, rolls over into the driver's side while Don's in the backseat seat screaming. He's like, why the fuck did you do that? Because he's going to kill us. About? Like, She throws the car to reverse and drives back over Oliver's head, crushing it. Amazing. While Don is screaming, what are you doing? Why did you kill the guy from the embassy? He just doesn't get it. He stops the car when Don's practically puking but when she gets out she throws over the trunk we see gary's murdered body so gary has a knife in his forehead just mm. in this trunk he's been murdered and then allison there's something else in the trunk that really just dropped my jaw and it is a plastic box of cash and on the top it says bribe money <laughs> and look Okay, I think we probably could have put two and two together, box of cash, figure out we're doing something nefarious with it. Yeah. So I did appreciate it. I just maybe, maybe not at that moment. Maybe a little later in the movie. It's a bit on the nose. (laughs) Like, we're still in a moment where, like, it is sort of like what is happening, whatever. And then to see the the bribe, I mean, like, I just want, I just, I want to be a fly on the wall during that conversation with the props Mm -hmm. department. Yeah. Like, we need a piece of tape. Write this. <laughs> that says bribe money. money. Um, so they're going through it, and they find a map. Basically, lists all the 11 captives, and they're already dead. So mm-hmm. the only two captives that are alive are Crystal and Don. Okay. And they also realize that the map is a map to the compound where the elite are staying. Right? The, okay. Essentially, the manor from Manor Gate is just in Croatia, you know. And Don says, doesn't this seem, like, too easy? Like, they obviously want us to go there and find them. Mm-hmm. And Crystal says, well, depends on whether they're smart pretending to be idiots or idiots pretending to be smart. And Don Very says— Very good distinction. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, I'll tell you what I think we should do. Take the car and just fucking drive over the border. Like, just drive as yeah, far west. As it'll go. And just end up wherever, and then we'll f- figure it out, you know? But then Crystal tells a story where it's the jackrabbit of the box turtle. And again, a kudos to Be- Betty Gilpin. It is essentially the story of the rabbit and the hare, right? Yes. Famously, the rabbit's, oh, so cocky. I'm going to beat this. I'm uh, fast. Yeah, the jackrabbit is like, I'm so much faster than the box turtle. I can actually take a nap in the middle of this race. Takes a nap, wakes up, realized, blew it. 
And then the box turtle wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. The jackrabbit got too full of itself. In this version, she said her mother would tell her, the jackrabbit shows up at the night of the race where the box turtle and his wife and children are having dinner and murders all the turtles with a hammer. Once the whole family's broken into little pieces, <laughs> he sits down and eats their dinner. And I'm imagining those turtle dinners are lettuce. Lettuce? They like salads. And she says the reason that that happened is because the jackrabbit always wins. And then she turns and she pulls the knife out of Gary's forehead. And Dot says, your mom told you that story? <laughs> which I didn't think was fun. But then he asks, okay, so which one are we? Are we the boxer or are we the jackrabbit? Like, what the fuck are you talking right, about? Right, what is this metaphor? <laughs> Before she can answer Allison, that little pig in the dress from the box, who the elites we hear refer to as Orwell, again, another reference to George okay, Orwell. We get it. Over the walkie-talkies, runs out of the woods, squealing. And at this point, Allison, I would like to ask you the question, who will survive? survive. Crystal mm -hmm. is going to survive. I think Don's going to die. I think Crystal's going to just from the trailer and I think she's going to kill um, Hillary Swank. It's a pretty safe bet. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Um, do you think Don's going to die? I think Don's going to die. Okay, great. I think great. she'll be kind of like a last man standing. Yeah. Over in the compound where they have decided to go, we see the elites, they're waiting for Oliver to bring Don and Crystal. And they are, of course, engaging in white liberal chatter. One of them's like, oh my God, Ava DuVernay liked my tweet. I met her, like, no big deal. Like, oh, you're friends with her? I actually hung out with her. Oh my God. And one of the guys, they start talking to, they're like, oh, you know, he's like, yeah, I was in Haiti, you know, and like working for an AIDS um, nonprofit. And they're like, oh yeah, we all know you got that girl pregnant down there. Oh, my God. And he's like, listen, I fell in love. And they're sort of arguing. It's like, well, I hope that you figured out, ask if she was pro-choice before, you know, you got her pregnant. Like, they're having, again, like a very um, not particularly thought out yeah. bit of dialogue. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But it's sort of like, we're just saying, like, these are liberals who, again, like, they, they, they're right thinking or they believe certain things, but then are unscrupulous in their um, real lives, yes. as we see from the fact that they are hunting humans for sport. Yes. That's and kind of all you need to know. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, you can, we can talk about NPR all, all damn day. They're hunting human beings. Like, they're yeah, pieces of shit. that's that. Um, but they're being aided by their consultant, Sergeant Dale, who is someone who's actually from the military and is like, everyone shut the fuck up. Like, this is a military operation. Just don't be gabbing. Like, yeah. But there's, they're saying like, well, they're going to be in a car. Like, we're going to hear the car. Yeah. And Athena's at a separate location. She calls them and tells them to shut up as well. And Richard says, okay, well, they'll be here soon. I'm going to go out and take a piss. He has a helmet light on, and he goes outside to pee. Again, if you're an elite, I just got to think that there's a bathroom for you, right? Right. right. They're in a manor. He decides he's peeing against a tree. It's, dark, it's pitch dark outside. And when he hears the sound, he turns, and in the, his lamplight, we see Don holding Orwell the pig. And, he, and Don asks, hey, is this your pig? And in the moment where Richard's a, a surprise. Crystal steps out of the darkness and slits Richard's throat. Oh, boy. And he dies gagging on his blood. Oh, my God. Inside, everyone hears a sound. It sort of gets in position. And as soon as a creature enters the sort of bunker they have built, 
It is Orwell the pig. So they unload all of this ammunition on the pig. Oh, R.I.P. Orwell. R.I.P. R.I.P. Orwell. R.I.P. It is, uh, is, of course, total mayhem. They're like, oh, my God. And then we see a bullet rip through one of the guys, Peter's skull, killing him. And Crystal has popped out in one of the doorway. And again, like in a moment, an action moment that I want, she says, hey, bitch. That's it. That's, That's I mean, again, great. like. She's, I, I mean, I'm obsessed worth with Worth watching. Worth fucking watching. Um, she, of course, decimates them. She has the skills. She's fighting them. She ends up firing a boat, an arrow into one of the female elite's chest. Like, she is fist fighting Sergeant Dale, who is huge. And then eventually she reaches up and rips a pipe out of the ceiling and is just beating him in the head with it until he falls unconscious. <laughs> it is excellent. so hard. <laughs> Um, Liberty, the woman who has the arrow in her chest, calls her a fucking hick. And right then Don pops out and was like, oh, sorry. Thanks for handling this. And she's like, thank you for just hiding, you dumb motherfucker. Jesus. She's about to dispatch Liberty. And Don's like, you don't have to just kill her. It's like, why? I killed everyone else. like, well, because she's a girl. She's a woman. We should at least ask her questions. You didn't even let, we didn't even get a chance to ask that guy, Oliver, before you murdered him. Like, let's ask her what's going on. I am with Don in the questions. It's like, well, before, like, if you're going to kill her either way, why don't we at least get some information out of her before? And he said, and she says, okay, go ahead. You're right. I didn't let you ask Oliver, but I will give you this opportunity. And And so Don turns to Liberty and says, why are you doing this? And Liberty says, because Jesus told me to. And Crystal, again, raises her gun, and Don says, do not shoot her. Again, she's a woman. It doesn't seem right. And Crystal says, again, in a moment of white feminism, she says to Liberty, do you think you should be afforded the mercy of being alive just because you're a girl? And Liberty says, well, no. And so Crystal shoots her in the head. Great. And that is equality. Yes. Equality in being killed during this movie. Yeah. Allison, just then, we hear Athena call in on one of the walkie-talkies, and she says, Don... Is she dead yet? <gasps> and Don and Crystal immediately both pull guns on each other. And I'm like, if Don's a bad guy, he would just shoot you. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're pulling guns on it. Don's saying, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know her. I am not a plant. I am I swear to you. But in the end, there's a moment of tension and release. Crystal just shoots him. Great. And Athena says again, Don, is she dead? And Crystal replies to Waggy Doug says, no, no, Don's dead. I did it. And Athena says, well, then you better come find me, huh? Before she does, we see that Sergeant Dale is barely alive. And Crystal then pumps him for information about, like, what he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I was a consultant. I've been training Athena for eight months. Be very careful. She is insane. And I, she's very talented. And she's like, so they hired you? Are you a military guy? And he's like, yeah, I work for national, the National Guard. And she's like, I was in Afghanistan. I actually was in the shit. And you weren't? Right. And meanwhile, he's laying there bleeding out, and he goes, I'm in the shit now. She's like, you know what? That's a great way to look That's at it. That's very true. And he's saying, he makes the point. He's like, you should just fucking leave. Like, just go be alive. Like, you won. Don't go find Athena and risk death again. Right. And she has this, this is again, Betty Gilpin. She's like, the problem is, is that I'm like this. By mm-hmm. which, and she does this, like, incredible, like, bug-eyed fucking, like, Roddy Piper, like, I, I am a killing machine. Like, yes. I am here shooting a gun, you know. It's like, I'm like this, and I work at a car rental place. There's not a lot of room for that. So I feel like, <laughs> oh, well, this is my opportunity to be, and she goes like this and kind of, like, bugs her eyes out and, like, points. Like, this part of me, there's no outlet for, so now I am going to 
release it. Yes. And Dale's like, I guess I understand that. And then she fucking shoots Dale in the head. Yeah, I mean. She's dispatching She's on a journey. Yeah. Cut to Allison one year ago. And we see Athena is meeting with her counsel at work, Paula Nicole. It turns out that Martin, who was on the elite chat, group chat, got hacked. And their texts about Manorgate were leaked. The thing is, Allison, they were joking at the time. Oh. It was a joke. They're like, oh, we're the elites. You know. Right. People, I can't like, wait to hunt these we- deplorables. Exactly. Yes. But it then created this huge, vast online conspiracy theory. And everyone uh, from the- People as it would do. <laughs> and so everyone on the chat, except for Athena, has had to step down because of this uh, joke. It's just the, the climate, and that's true, it was a heated climate. Yes. And uh, they're like, well, you know, people think you have a manor because you bought that manor in Vermont. She's like, it's not a manor, it's a three, bre- three bedroom home. I don't know what's so, how you can't use a manor. You it's know a what house I mean? on some land. Like, She's laughing like, that's ridiculous. And he's like, we are not joking. You should not have used the word deplorables. Everyone's on tender hooks right now, you know. And basically you find out everyone else in the tech side has had to resign from their company, their position, their, you know, um, yeah. their position, any, any in public life, essentially. And they're telling her, you have to resign too, or you're going to take down this whole fucking company and we refuse to do it. And legal's behind us, so don't even try to fight us. Mm-hmm. But of course, he she you know, trying to defend herself. It's like who 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 actually believes this? Who's actually online saying this? Or like a lot of people, a lot of people believe this. And she gets stands and screams, "What people actually believe? I'm hunting people at my Vermont Manor." Cut to eight months ago, so four months later, all the elites, including Mike, who is playing one of the refugees, are in okay. um, Athena's home, and also Hillary Spank is like because she's already jacked, is literally lifting weights like furious. And they are looking up particular posts of people who are propagating this conspiracy theory. Okay. All of them are, of course, the people they're going to end up kidnapping. Yes, of course. This is why you shouldn't say things online. Yes, exactly. And but to be fair, like, you know, Dale tells them, because they've already hired Sergeant Dale, it's like, I'll be honest, you really can't get more than 12. Um, I We can't have everybody who's left a comment. Yeah. So it's your favorite. <laughs> And then they get to, they're going through, and they get to, they almost pick a black person, and they're like, we cannot. I'm like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, they're still having, like, they're trying <gasps> yes. to be appropriate. It's like, the all right, well, we it can't. All, yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, they're, like, having these, you know, sort of, um, try to have a woke argument about who they're going to murder, basically. And they start to uh, to read Crystal's post, uh, post, which she wrote under the username Justice for Y'all. And it starts, fuck this bitch. Oh, yes. Like, this woman is killing innocent men and women and going out. And Adia says, no, no, I've seen enough. She is our snowball. Mm. Back in the present, we see Crystal's arrived at Athena's manor and is armed. And through the intercom, Athena says, leave the gun in the mailbox. Crystal says... Why would I do that? That's insane. I'm not going to come in there without a gun. Yeah. And and Athena says, you can, if you try to, if you choose to stand there, I will detonate the charge that you're standing over right now. Put the gun in the mailbox or I will blow you up immediately. Yeah. So she uh, uh, puts it in and she's, uh, uh, the gate is open. She walks inside. We see, again, it's not a manor. It's a beautiful home. It is a Nancy Myers I mean, level house. You know what I mean? Tr- it looks great. I mean, a manor for us, for a, manner, a rich person, a, a nice house a you house. own in Croatia. You know, yeah. it's just like, I have property in Croatia. I'm going to go there. You know it's going to have I mean? an open kitchen. 
And, it, the, and we end up in the fucking kitchen. But as we were walking towards the kitchen, we see basically they have all the photos of all of the uh, captives that they mm-hmm. abducted. And I think, again, like, it is kind of muddled. We see, like, Jerry with his podcast. But then we see, like, Big Red with, like, an anti-gay sign. And I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, bitch, bye. Kill like, him. it's like, it's different. But it's like, okay, you posted one thing, whatever. Right. If you're at rallies, I don't know, man. Like, that's, that's a not very... that you should be abducted and kidnapped. But I'm just sort of like, oh, you are a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, that's a different conversation. Yes, that's a very different thing than, like, being a little conspiracy theory about, like, how certain political things work. Yeah, and also in your in her defense, it does seem like you guys do this. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, was she wrong to propagate what at the time was a conspiracy theory? Right, so, but turned she, real. And so she walks into, again, beautiful open concept— and Hillary Swank gets her moment. I don't know if she's the villain. I think, like, Hillary Swank is born to be a hero. Like, I, I want to see her lift weights. And then, much like Betty Gilpin, I want to see them, like, Just kick ass. And they will. But Hillary Swank is, a, is a, it, to me, a hero energy. She is yeah. not— She's not I wasn't villain. buying it. She's, yeah, she's too—she's too earnest, yeah. you know? Um, and But she gets, like, a, a, a series of a lovely little monologues where she's saying, like, She's uh she's popped open one of the bottles of incredibly expensive champagne. I mean, I want to try she's, it. <laughs> it's it sounds incredible. And she's like, you know, people don't say this enough, but the way to cut a tomato, the best way is really with a bread knife. And she's like getting a bread knife and like cutting a beautiful tomato. Correct. So people don't talk about that. Crystal, of course, is thinking, what the fuck is going on? But of course, Athena, Athena is sort of putting her back, you know, on on her heels, you know, sort of disarming her. And he says, wow, so you killed Don because I convinced you he was with us, huh? Wow, you really are easily easily manipulated. But, of course, Crystal doesn't want to believe that and says, Don was with you. I believe that he was with you. Athena's mm-hmm. like, well, you'll never know, will you? But you did kill him, you know? And Athena sort of just, like, talks to her and it's like, basically talks down to her. It's like, look, yeah. you're an American. The country bring, belongs to the uneducated and ignorant as much as me, the educated and elite. Okay, it's your country. But I think this is a good example of, like, you wanted it to be true, so you decided to make it true. You wanted Don to be on our side, so you killed him, and that made him on our side. Mm-hmm. You wanted the conspiracy theory to be true, so you decided to make it true. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. Chris was like, yeah, but you are doing it. Right. And so I think we're also playing with the idea of, like, Oh, and there are these people there where it's like, if you get attacked online, you're going to double down and then become, you're going to become racist. You're going to become a turf. You're going to become like, well, I had to do, they made me do this, you know, which we all understand is horseshit, but that's what Athena is like. I never would have done this if you guys hadn't attacked us. You know, it's like, yeah, like again, like not a defense. (laughs) Yeah. You, you guys victimize us, you know, rather than. No. Well, maybe it wasn't true, but you all did this, so you are horrible right. people. You also you're as persuadable as exactly. the people you're hunting because it's like all they had to do was like they're like this must be true, and it's like fine, let's do it. <laughs> right, like how weak you must be right. mentally, right? So, um, Crystal's like they're having this sort of tete a tete, obviously, and Crystal says, "Here's the thing, though, Athena, you actually got the wrong Crystal May Creasy," and. Athena's like, no, I know your your father died in a meth lab explosion. Your mother was an addict. You dropped out of school at 12. You enlisted. Your life is shit. You were, you know, like, I know everything about you. It's like, no, no, there's actually someone with this almost the exact same name who lives in my town. My father never did drugs. And my mother is still alive. I never left that um, comment. I'm not justice for y'all. 
I didn't say any of that. You fucked up. So now, of course, Athena's like, no, no, we didn't, we couldn't have made that mistake. They don't make mistakes. <laughs> and they're standing, you know, across from each other. And Crystal says, now, and of course, there's there's Beethoven, like again, as they have this like stare off. And she said, Do I have to keep listening to Beethoven or can we get on with it? And she fucking She's grabs so a knife out of the butcher block and then it is just hardcore fucking fist fighting. Oh, and that's what we are. I mean, like, it was all worth it. That's what it's like. That's what you want at the end of this. Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. Hillary Swank fucking hand, hand to hand. hand. We're talking knife, like knives. Thrown over the kitchen island. Knives stabbed through um, Crystal's hand. Fucking frying pans. Of course, there's a gun gets, a shotgun gets pulled into it. Of course. And they are brawling to the point that they throw each other through the sliding glass door. And they're, uh, Crystal's about to throw Athena through another door. And she says, not, 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 not more glass. I can't do more glass. So she kind of like throws her the other way. It's great. It's exactly Amazing. what you want. And it, it is, it's just perfect. Like, they're, again, broken glass. They are cut to hell. And they finally make it back into the kitchen where they're brawling. And Athena grabs, like a blender has been shattered on the ground. Grabs the, the blade from inside a blender. Oh my God, so which sharp. Which is so scary. Yes. That's so sharp. Ah. And grabs it and rams it into um, Crystal's torso oh. before kicking her ass to the ground. But then Crystal rears up and grabs Athena and basically like slams her torso so that the other side of the blade stabs itself into Athena's torso. Oh my God. So they are both stabbed and hooked onto these curved blades. And then oh my they collapse God. and fall to the ground. And they're both like profusely bleeding out at yes. this point. And they're there. And Crystal says, so why did you call me Snowball? And, you know, and Tia says, it's a, it's a pig from George Orwell's um, animal farm. It's like, yeah, I know. But why am I Snowball? Snowball is an idealist. He wants to make the world a better place. That's why the other pigs make up lies about him. Turn him into the enemy. I think you should be Snowball. And Athena says, you've read George Orwell's Animal Farm? And I will say as someone who went to public school, everyone has to read Animal Farm. Yes. That is like the number one book. They do like, oh my God, you've read this book? The like, book you read in ninth in grade? School. Yeah. Right? Like I, everyone has read Animal Farm. Part of like English and government and social studies curriculum everywhere. And also, I don't think they necessarily properly answer like why why her? I guess it's just like Athena was so like immediately saw her comment and was like, you are this character and I'm going to sort of like imbue you with meaning. But then it ends up it wasn't her to begin with. So yeah. And then, you know, in turn, Athena asked her a question, like, just be honest with me. We're both going to die here. Are you really the correct justice for all? Were you lying? And Crystal says, no, I'm really not that woman. And Athena dies. Wow. And we see the door is open and Crystal sees a little rabbit running up to the door. And I, I think it's like that a rabbit of hope. And she gets up. And I don't know if you should do this. So I obviously, please don't do this. And uh, if you're a doctor, I'm assuming you'd say not do this. In order to survive, um, yeah. Crystal gets up and grabs a um, brulee torch and cauterizes the wound in her torso to close it, I suppose. Yeah. Which I guess you have to do. I guess. And Thus surprised, thus, thus surviving. And we, as we conclude, we sort of see her put on like this incredible black dress. I mean, Betty Gilpin, kill me. And she takes Athena's so dog because she, she doesn't want to leave the dog. And she grabs the rest of the expensive champagne and goes to, there's a private jet, there's a private um, field behind the house. Mm-hmm. 
And the pilot and the flight attendant see her walk in and they're like, oh no. <laughs> it's such a scary says, thing to see walking towards you. And of course she's all bloody. Like she's yeah. all fucked up. I mean, she looks great, but she's all fucked up. And she's yeah. like, I, your boss has hired, uh, your boss has tried to kill me and I killed all of them. So now I want you to fly me back home. And if you do that, I won't kill you. And she, of course, has a gun in her hand. Yeah. And the, and the flight attendant, the pilot goes, okay, that seems fair. And the pilot goes to take off. And the flight attendant says, um, do you want me to pour that champagne for you? And we also have caviar. And Crystal says, yeah, come eat the caviar with me. Have you ever had any? My dad says, no, I've never, never got to try it. So we sit down. And as she watches, Crystal just starts chugging this insanely expensive champagne as the flight attendant watches her do it. And she says, well, how is it? And Crystal says, honestly, it's fucking great. The hunt. Oh. Great. A blast. Again, not scary. Fun. What? Uh, Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. And so uh, I just wanted to reference something that happened. Again, we, we're recording this. this is uh, Friday, April 7th. What a fucking week in news. But I just feel like watching the hunt, <sighs> of course, what it brought to mind is the fact that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Yes has been jet-setting around the world uh, on lavish fucking gift vacations. Cigars, jackets, Thailand, like. <laughs> Insane. And uh, uh, the person sponsoring it is uh, named Harlan Crow, which uh, we made a joke on Love It or Leave It, which is uh, my joke, and it was true, which is um, if you meet someone named Harlan Crow and, they, and he shakes your hand and says, I'm going to take you someplace nice, that is the devil. Yep. And you have made a deal with him. Absolutely. And you're thinking, me and Jitty are going to have the time of our fucking lives. In reality, it's what it's like going to be a monkey's paw situation. Yes, absolutely. You, know I mean? like, you can go anywhere, but then when you die, you have to wander the earth. Yes. Your soul is trapped or something like that. Something. You know what I mean? Um, and also, I just want to say, please read it. Um, let me, uh, there's, let me find the article of where it sort of lays out everything that, um, and again, like, I guess there's just, because you're elected, you're put on the Supreme Court <sighs> yeah. for life, there doesn't seem to be what I would describe as a appropriate process. No. Um, for for dealing with this. I was just pro, pro, pro Publica did this incredible report. This is for um, from April 5th. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's definitely worth it. But yeah, a billionaire Republican t- took one of our Supreme Court justices on fucking the most incredible Lavish. vacations over the last fucking 20 years. So this is even yeah. like, this was just one vacation right, one like time. one trip to get one thing. It's like, oh, this Which is a long. Which wouldn't be good, obviously. No, that would be awful, but like, the more, the worse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like, as if we are to not to believe the, the fact that he is flying, him and his wife, all expenses paid to Indonesia. Like, I'm sure the shit that they have seen, the places they get to go, I'm it's certain. I, we could not understand it. And then um, today there was a New York Times article where basically uh, Clarence Thomas has, is saying, and I guess he has to say, is like, well, I was told that I didn't have to report that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like, I was actually, um, someone told me that I don't, I didn't have to, I didn't have in to do it. In what world? Just Apparently in what said, world would that be true? And here's his early in, my, early in, so, you know, one time 20 years ago, in my tenure at the court, this is Clarence Thomas, sorry, in the New York Times, the article is, um, Justice Thomas says he was advised lavish gifts, gifts don't didn't need to be reported, and this was um, published um, by Abby Van Sickle, and on uh, April seventh. And he says earlier by tenure of the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary, and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was not reportable. 
Mm. And it's like, so nope. you ask the other judges who now I'm like, well, they gave you bad advice. And others yep. in the judiciary, then they're all corrupt. And I was advised, we are, the fact that you're close personal friends has nothing to fucking do with it. You can be yeah. close personal friends with Adolf Hitler. It doesn't mean like, like, it's like it's oh, not oh you're yeah. friends. Okay, this makes it okay. And to say, to be a billionaire for 20 years and a Republican and say that you have not touched something that came before the Supreme Court, I don't believe that for a goddamn Absolutely second. Absolutely not. Not you one. are not taking Clarence Thomas on all paid, all expenses paid vacations if you do right. not want to influence him. I'm You're not sorry. like, oh, he's just such a good hang. Exactly. Like, no, you wanted party. something. Yeah, he's Whatever a party that guy. was, you wanted something. Oh, and the reason that I wanted to connect to this movie is that he, um, one of the places they went, which again was part in ProPublica and New York Times, they went to Bohemian Grove, which is an exclusive all-male retreat nestled in the redwoods of Northern California. And what's interesting about Bohemian Grove is like people connected to all of these conspiracy theories. Mm. So it's sort of seen I, as I like this that. is a bastion of the Illuminati. Like these are where ritual go to sort of collude. And here's the thing, and I think we've said this before about the Illuminati. The Illuminati is just an unnecessary layer to the fact that rich people control everything. Yes. So the idea that like, oh my God, like what do they get up to there? They talk about how they control society. But that's not the Illuminati. It's not some mystery. It's not a conspiracy theory. That's right. literally what they're doing. Right. He had to say that he agreed that he went there. I mean, like, yeah. it, it's like, we don't need the trappings. I don't know whether it's like, as humans, we're, we we think it's more fun or like, I don't know what it is. But it's like, no, that's, they're just hanging out and being like, how do we control society? Especially yes. Republicans. It's like, they've been talking about like, well, how do we get rid of um, Roe versus Wade? Yes. That's what they're talking about there. For years. Anyways. Allison, what were some fatal mistakes that people made in the movie The Hunt? <laughs> Mistakes. I mean, them getting the wrong crystal yeah. is the reason they're all dead. Because I don't yeah. know that another crystal, like, even if she also had military, like, you just don't, I mean, Betty Gilpin's just such a badass in it that it's like, oh, someone might have stopped someone else, but you weren't going to stop her. Yeah, and I think, again, I do like the idea of, like, my, um, her life is so small that she's yeah. like, now that I'm here, I absolutely have to go fucking Rambo on the, like, I can't, I can't not have my moment. Right. Um, I work at a car rental place. Please let me fucking kick Just ass. fuck some people up. It reminds me of um, Your Next, where we find out our protagonist was raised mm. in a survivalist cult, and there's just, yeah. or like a compound, and there's no way they could have known that, and she just has all of these incredible skills. Yeah. Which is fun. That's fun. Um, and then other than that, I mean, yeah, being, uh, blaming other people for your actions. Yes. But being like, people were mean to me online, so like I had to double down and become a horrible person. Kill everyone. We're, we're not no. doing that anymore. Nobody no. believes, like, no. it is transparent when people do that. Like, you're a bad person. Yeah. And similarly, I, you know, it's like, uh, as someone who, until recently I would consider myself a liberal, there are absolutely people where it's like, I believe the right things, but also I absolutely have done horrible things and I rationalize it to myself, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so those people do exist. This is obviously a, a parody thereof. Um, but yeah, I feel like um, other than that, Crystal did the best she could. I mean, yeah, she Crystal really stepped did a great up. job. There's no, she made no mistakes, basically. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, where would you place the hunt on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I think because the body count is so high and the violence is so intense, even though this isn't scary, I want to give it a two instead of anything low. Because, like, it is a bloody movie. 
Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to give it a zero. I think the only moment where I was like, oh, this could be good is when you see um, Emma Roberts with a gag in her mouth waking up in a clearing. Yeah, that's and a like, scary oh. moment. Yeah, but other than that, I think because it's kind of goofy and, yeah. you know, we have these moments of levity, it always brings down the number. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I, I really want to see Betty Gilpin fucking kick ass. Me too. In another Go setting. get her book. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, uh, worth, a, worth a gander, but definitely not scary in any conventional sense. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Uh, I also want to say I wanted to, the name of that ProPublica article is Clarence Thomas and the Billionaire, and it's by Josh, Joshua Kaplan, Justin Elliott, and Alex Merjeski. And it was published April 6th. In case you wanted to read it, and it's worth a read, my friend. Um, well, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, yes. We hope you enjoyed this as we've continued Political Month. But, of course, um, every horror movie is political because— and I hate to say this. Everything is. Everything is. Everything is everything. is Everything Everything is important. That's the problem yes. with everything else. It is. Yeah. Everything important. is important. It's all important. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to this podcast and listening to us. And we think that you are important as well. Yes. And um, until next time, please keep it spooky. Keep it hunt. <laughs> keep it hunt. Keep it hunt. Serving hunt. Serving hunt. Ruin is a Radio Point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dumphy, and Awa Okalati. Follow at Ruin Podcast on Instagram and Twitter for show updates, and at The Radio Point and at Crooked Media for more original content. Mm-hmm.